Welcome everyone to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. How you doing? If those have listened on a weekly basis or just on occasion, probably noticed that we had a different theme music this week in honor of the eclipse. And that was pretty cool. I have to tell you, I was... Everyone knew about it. I mean, it was it was almost impossible to escape it, but I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And... And so it, it comes Monday, and I had my glasses, and I get a text. I think it was from my son or my daughter. I'm not sure, but they said it was starting. And and just briefly what happened was is I went out, and I got my, my glasses on, and I started looking at it, and it was really, really cool. But somehow or another, I got the information in my head that it was going to last 2 minutes and 21 seconds. Why 21 seconds? I don't know, but I had that stuck in my head. And so I'm looking at it, and nothing much is happening. I mean, I think there's movement, but you know, your eyes can be deceiving and, and nothing's happening. And finally I notice there's sweat draining down my face and I go, well, this is kind of silly. I mean, it's, it's a cool thing, but you know, I had to go and actually deliver a book to a seller. As I'm driving down the road, I notice that things are getting a little bit darker and darker. So I stop again into a parking lot and I go look, get my glasses out and look at it. And I think it's changed. I mean, it has to have changed. But again, I got this thing about this two minute, 21 second thing stuck in my head. So I keep driving and I get actually to the seller's house and they're having kind of a mini little party, which was cool. Hopefully you guys had a way of celebrating yourself. But they're sitting there and they said, no, it's not two minutes and 21 seconds. It's it's an hour or it's two hours going to take, you know, to, 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 to go through the whole process. So I said, wow, good to know. And so then I, I left there and dropped my book off and already said sold book. And I was driving and things got darker and darker and darker. And finally, I'm in Fairview Heights. I pull over to another parking lot and I get out and I start looking. I'm going, wow, this is really, really cool. And all of a sudden the street lights come on and all of a sudden the crickets start chipping in. And it's really, really a cool thing. And it just so happened some three gals were driving by and they yelled out the window, hey, do you have glasses? And, uh, and to, to look at it. And, you know, I had the same glasses that probably everybody else, uh, the cardboard glasses. And my first thought was, is, well, you know, I don't usually, this is my sunglasses, but I, I kind of knew what they thought and it was all good. And I said, sure, and come on over. So we all kind of had a little party there and we watched the uh, eclipse. So, so that was really neat stuff. So hopefully everybody got a chance that wanted to, uh, that, that, that took a look at it. Uh, I don't know. Um, I know it's going to be a very, very long time um, before it happens again. So hopefully you had, to, uh, you had the opportunity to look at it. With that said, let's kind of go into what Ready, Set, Sold is. Uh, Ready, Set, Sold is a radio program dedicated to sellers. Uh, mainly in the Metro East, uh, that are looking to get top dollar and a fast sale from their house. Uh, whether you're in O'Fallon, Glen Carbon, O'Fallon, uh, O'Fallon, Illinois, as I said, Shiloh, all those places, uh, the Metro East, this is what this book is geared for. And, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book and one of the subjects we're going to be talking about today about what not to improve and how it can cost you thousands of dollars was one of the things that I saw so many times that sellers would happen, would happen. They would, <laughs> their intent was 
to do the right thing. Their intent was to, to, to spend the money to get things so that they can get top tower and get a fast sale. But unfortunately, too many times they were spending their monies on the wrong things. And that was usually because of the East Coast, West Coast, I don't know, is there 50 programs now, 60 programs telling you how to sell your house and all the monies you have to do and all the improvements. But again, that's the East Coast, West Coast, and we're here in the heartland and specifically in the St. Louis and the Metro East market. And so that's what this book is, is geared for is, is our market. And again, I think most people know that markets are regional. And regional can be not only the Metro East, but then it zeroes down to O'Fallon, Illinois, or near Scott Air Force Base, or Glen Carbon. And then you start even moving down further and further and further until you get into your subdivision or where you're in the streets, uh, in streets nearby if you're not in the subdivision. And again, location, location, location. So what's going on in your particular location is what's the most important thing. And I think sellers know that on one level, but sometimes they just have to be reminded that's really where your, your top tower is going to be. And the improvements that you make are going to have a, have a vast, vast uh, difference on, on the sale of your home. And I say improvements, but it's really more of updating. It's things that most sellers already know that they need to get done. So it's just a friendly reminder. The book has that too, just to make sure you get those things done because it does have such a crucial part in the, uh, in the, in the sale of your, for most people, prized possession. I mean, uh, the biggest investment that you're ever going to have for most people is the sale of their house and making that go well is really important. And that's that's one reason why I wrote the book. It became a number one Amazon bestseller. Uh, the reviews have been very kind. They've been very great. I've been very appreciative of that. And it's a combination of my 16 years of being in real estate. And it's putting it all together and trying to put it into a very easy to read, simple step-by-step program, uh, uh, well, program, I guess, or, or book to where you can you can take the information, uh, you can take what you need, maybe maybe you have some familiarity with what the updates are, um, maybe move on to the pricing point. So there's different parts of the book that you can use. Maybe you don't need to read the whole thing, but maybe there's sections you need to. So that's why I wrote the book. Uh, it's, as I said, it's been a, a great success. People have, have really um, latched onto it. With the radio program, I offer it for free. You literally just have to go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and get the book. You can get a free copy of the book. It'll be delivered right to your home or where you're, where you're at. It could be, we've had people delivered to their work. It doesn't really matter. Uh, just wherever you want it to be mailed to, well, we send it there. With that said is also we're really excited. Um, not only if you don't listen to the radio program, which I don't know why you wouldn't listen to the radio program every week on a Saturday. But in case if you don't, uh, there's a couple of ways. Most people know that everything's an app. So 1260, the answer is is uh, you can put on your phone, your smartphone. So you can always have it there. But we also have, uh, we're also have podcasts and podcasts on iTunes. You can go to, you can go to Google play and they're, and, and what's really cool about them is, is they are also set up to where they're segment. So maybe you caught part of the program, but you didn't catch it all. And you wanted to go back and listen to just one section. So they're all, they're all broken down into sections. So that's a really cool thing too. And people, I think it's more convenient for them to look at that too. 
or listen to that, I should say. And we're also on YouTube, and, and, and so there's just a variety of different ways, and we're always looking for different ways of being able to get the information out. Because that's basically what realtors, at least in my professional opinion, I think most top realtors view their, their role is, is to give information to help. That could be information that uh, from studies, or it can be just from their experience of what has worked and maybe you know things that maybe didn't work and that you shouldn't uh, shouldn't go in that direction so you know always the realtor should be the one that is you know is more of a consultant is is you know does have the negotiating skills that's important you know the marketing all those things are important but but really just sitting down with you and having a conversation and you know finding out what you want to uh, what you want to accomplish and that usually works out the best with that said, what we're going to be talking about today is, is step number four. Last week we talked about you know, the importance of updating, and I cannot stress that enough. And again, we see it way too often. It doesn't happen every time, but we see it way too often where houses go on the market, they don't have the updates, and they just sit. They just sit. And many times, many times, unfortunately, sometimes it comes from the agent, but sometimes the sellers think that they only have to make a, a minor reductions in pricing. And I will tell you that a good rule of thumb is three times to five times. So again, if you have, we had a situation with a, a homeowner that needed the carpeting and needed the painting done, and they chose not to do that. And it was maybe a $3,000, $4,000 fix. It wasn't that large of a home. At the end, by the time they sold it, by the three, three and a half months time that they had, they went ahead and, long story short, they lost $15,000 by their own admission. So that's why it's so important. So what we're going to talk about today is, is we're going to talk about, in the next segment, basements, why they're such a drain as far as cost goes, also adding on to your home. In the next segment, we're going to be talking about the outside of your home. How rarely does that make you any money, putting money into that? And the last segment we're going to talk about is what if you don't have a bathroom or that extra bathroom or that extra bedroom and what you can do versus putting in a new one. And then also the $5,000 tip of the week. You're listening to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Bell. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. Uh, one of the things I failed to mention last uh, last segment was is you can also catch us on Facebook. We're, we're kind of everywhere. In uh, the last segment was is the, the, the need for the improvements that we talked about last week, but also talking about what not to update. Many times, you know, the intent is good. The intent that sellers want to do is they want to make those improvements and that's always great but unfortunately sometimes they make those wrong improvements and probably the first rule of thumb you should look at is to concentrate your improvements and upgrades on pre-existing living space not adding more i cannot stress that enough stick with what you have 
focus on your above level. So if you have a basement, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do things with your basement. It just means you really want to focus your improvements on the upstairs, where the living space, where most of the time is spent. What you don't want to do, and we just heard a story, or I just heard a story not too long ago, that they put on a sunroom. It was something that they wanted. They thought it would add more value. The cost of putting that on there was something in the in the neighborhood of fifteen and twenty thousand dollars, which maybe for most people that, that that's a chunk of change. But even if it's not, the square footage of adding that on is anywhere from four or five, six times the value of your home and your location. So the square footage, let's say your house just in rough figuring, and this is not a way that you want to evaluate the house but just to kind of give you an idea maybe it's $50 or $75 a square foot when you're looking at the space that you get which is not usually a lot and the cost that can be three and four times more so the idea of getting your money back if anything is is it's just simply I've never seen it happen just in my professional uh, career and it's been like I said over 16 years it just doesn't happen. Same thing with hearth rooms. Anytime you're looking to add on living space, you want to stop. You want to get the book. Okay, that's one way. Or talk to your agent. You know, get an agent involved. It's never a bad idea to get your agent involved early in the process. We've worked with people a year, two years down the road. They're, they're planning, getting into the preparation of it. Your agent shouldn't have a problem with that. It can give you some information, give you some tips, it can save you some money uh, that's in the book. Also, the basement. And, and the basement, just a quick story, happened not too long ago. And again, uh, the sellers had lived in the house. They had an unfinished basement. Lived there, I think, for about 10 years. I think they, they lived in O'Fallon, O'Fallon, Shiloh area. And during that period of time, it just seemed like all their neighbors had finished their basement. And they saw the prices of what the basement was going for with those houses, you know, did sell far. And, and I believe it was, again, the price ranges was between maybe 240 and 255 something along those lines. And they saw people getting that. And they knew they didn't have a finished basement. So, again, watching some of the shows that's just on, the, uh, on, on cable, especially the East Coast, West Coast feeds that, that they have, they got the idea that they needed to finish that basement before they could do anything. Well... In many cases, it took a lot longer than they thought. They were thinking that maybe it only take a month, but one thing led to another, and it was three months in, so that's delayed the cost. You know, it's typical is $30,000, but the situation went even a little higher. And long story short, when they finally put their house in the market, they did sell their home, and they sold it for in that price range, I think something like two fifty, dollars something along those lines. And that was great, but the trouble is that they put in $40,000 in. So what's the alternative? The alternative is if you don't have a finished basement, it is going to ha have some effect on the pricing of it. But in that situation, it may be in a, very simply, we've seen it in the past where it's like $225,000. Maybe it's not $250,000, maybe it's two thirty. dollars maybe your price range is two th twenty to two thirty. dollars In that situation, again, you save $15,000, $20,000 that you didn't have to spend, or even more than that. So that's that's the thing you have to understand is 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 take your house where you're at. If you don't have a finished basement, that's okay. That is perfectly fine, even if all your neighbors do. There may be some fluctuation, but it's usually not as much as what most people think. Again, basements are good, but usually, even by the appraisal's uh, estimation, 
they usually value that what we've talked to the appraisers we've talked to maybe by a third i mean it might be it isn't the same value as your uh, uh, above ground so always remember when you're making these improvements when you're looking at that as i said before i can't stress this enough focus on your living space you're using right now now when we talk about basements it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do anything to the basement especially depending on how long it's been uh had a situation where it had been a very long time been 20 years they still had wood paneling down the old dark wood paneling the carpeting was not good at all well in that situation they simply pulled the carpeting out they actually painted the wood just so you know, you can paint just about anything. It is amazing. If you haven't done any painting or you haven't heard about painting, uh, it is truly amazing. I'm not sure what you can't paint, and, and it also is made to last. So this situation, what they did was is they had a downstairs. They put in new flooring. They put in new carpeting. They put in, they, they did the painting. They made it like an off-white color, took the wood away from it. And they put it on the market, and it was like in seven to ten days, uh, it was just gone. They'd already done the updating in the, uh, 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 above ground, and that was the one thing they had to do. So again, it's not that you need to ignore the basement, paying on the condition. That might be a situation of bringing the realtor, giving them a you know an appraisal. They can kind of look at it, see what you may need to do. But a good rule of thumb is again, it doesn't mean you ignore the basement, but you don't usually have to do near as much. There's just not as near as many things in a basement that you have to concern yourself with than in your normal living space when you have the kitchens and all the uh, all the bathrooms are usually upstairs and, and, and the flooring and the bedrooms and things of that nature. So, so that's the thing that you want to really uh, to focus on. So you can have that success, you can have those updatings and it becomes, it becomes uh, almost and that's the thing i think sometimes people really don't know they don't know the power of these updatings and they really we talked about it last week but people when you have those updates that your house becomes just so much valuable in buyer's mind for various reasons uh just the fact is that uh, you have the updates it's ready to move in there's so many pluses to that but again when you make the wrong improvements and they talked about before that you had someone that probably lost forty thousand dollars we've seen people add hearth rooms or sunrooms and losing twenty thousand dollars and we're talking serious money that if again either they had the book they used the book or they just contacted an agent understood the local market they wouldn't have had to do and that's that's really important so what we're going to be talking about the next segment is just kind of give you a quick preview is talking about the outside of your home and one of the things you have to keep in mind is one of the factors you, on the outside of the home is is the appraisal process and most people are aware of the appraisal process to some degree it's something like appraisers i've talked to 20 years of experience i mean we're talking it's in the like 90 high middle 92 to 94 percent i'm not sure which one it is they put value in the living space, current living space. They give some credit down to the basement. Again, it isn't near as much as the above ground living space. But the outside, that's, you know, the last 5% is located for the outside of your home. And it's important to know that because when if you're putting money in the outside of your home, what we're going to talk about next segment, that's probably not a very good idea as far as return on investment. Hey, go get the book. It's free. There's no, no strings attached to it. If you use someone else, that's fine. It just has valuable information. Go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com. Get the book. Get it today. Hey, you listen to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. We'll see you in a few. 
Hey, welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Boat. Hey, get a chance to like us on Facebook. We really appreciate that. We're getting quite a few likes, and we'd like to get a few more. Um, we also have podcasts. Go to Google Play. You can go to iTunes. You can go to YouTube. So, again, if you want to listen to a segment that you missed, you didn't get a chance to listen to, by all means, um, go there, get the information. You can always get the book also at readysetsold.org, not.com. So what I left you in the last segment was is talking about the the outside of your home. And that goes back onto the appraisal process. And a lot of that goes into, again, five, maybe six percent. And what that covers is it covers the exterior of your home, the roof. It can have an effect on your garage, any any sheds. If you have an outside shed, that's gonna be a factor in that. Decks, fences. Uh, landscaping, all that has rolled up into a very small percentage. So it's important for sellers to understand that. And that's why when we talk about the outside, it doesn't mean that you want, don't want to maintain it. It's just that you don't want to put more money into it because the chances of getting that money back are slim and none. Rarely does it ever happen. I had a situation not too long ago where somebody put in a $6,000 fence about two months before they were going to sell their house. Return on investment, zero. Nothing, nothing came back. Great fence, and for the new buyers, it was it was it, it was really neat. But they didn't get the return investment that they thought. They thought they would get at least something. If it is, it's so marginal. It's not it's not usually worth for most sellers to even you know add it on into a value package to it. Same situation with decks, and suddenly they have these fifty year decks. And a seller, we heard a story about a seller that had a deck. It was a wooden deck. Needed some staining, needed some work, didn't need some upkeep, maybe a thousand or so dollars to get it done. Decided, you know what, I'm just going to go for it all. And they got a 50 year deck that was, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 thousand dollars. I'm not sure what the price was. It was going to last forever. Well, that's fine. But again, they were moving in three to four months. And so, again, that value situation, uh, the appraiser just isn't going to give you that value. They're going to give you very, very little value on that. So, again, improving the deck as far as staining and getting it in good working order is a great thing. But replacing it outright, unless you just have to, uh, especially with upgrading into something better, is not going to get you return on value. It's just not going to get you the money. The same thing with landscaping. And again, I've seen some of them. Yes, I watch them on occasion too. And they're on the East Coast. And maybe they're in Florida and that. And they'll, they'll be talking about how your landscaping is just terrible. And you got to just pull everything out. Well, maybe there. But here, here in the Metro East, in Columbia, Waterloo, O'Fallon, Charles, Swansea, Belleville, and Carbon, Sky Force Base, especially in the Metro East, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Again, landscaping, uh, a seller didn't talk to an agent, didn't do anything, you know, didn't really particularly like the landscaping for whatever reasons, and tore it all out. Tore everything out and had it done, redone, and put all new landscaping in. It cost of between five to $6,000, might have been higher than that. I say that because if you've ever done any landscaping, I, I never knock landscapers because I have done some landscaping, dug some things out. It's not a, it's not a lot of fun, especially during the summertime. So I, I, I sometimes understand why those costs are the way they are. So I, I give a lot of credit to uh, the people who do that work. But having said that, they, again, spent five or $6,000. They thought they were going to be able to get that money's back. Again, they didn't get anything back. It's not uncommon. 
your landscaping what you need to be focusing on is is if you have mulch get some mulch get some bags of mulch no big deal if you have rock if you need to get some additional rock in there you want to get those black spaces out and of course you want to keep it trimmed up and that's that's important so having it trimmed up is a really cool thing. If there's something missing, if there's something dead, of course you know you need to get that pulled out and maybe replace that. And that could be on a tree or even tree limbs. You want to get those cut down too because that becomes a concern for buyers. Again, dropping dropping tree limbs onto the house is never a good thing. So that, that creates that. So some of this is kind of common sense. So again, when you start looking at the outside of the home, you want to make sure that it's trimmed up, that it's making uh, that the, the mulch or the rock is in good working order. The backyard, the same thing. You want to make sure it's mowed. You want to make sure those things, those basic things are done. The edging is always nice. But you don't want to spend you know, thousands of dollars on landscaping, our decks, our fences, our deciding you need to have a new patio put in, all these things that, yes, we've seen sellers do, not often, but on occasion, and then expecting a return on investment because it just isn't there, not only just because buyers are more included to what is going on the inside of the home, that's where the big value is, but also because of the appraisal in that situation there. Hey, in our next segment, we're going to talk about what if you don't have that quote-unquote extra bedroom, that extra bathroom? What if you think that you're lacking something? What should you do? Well, first off, let's decide if that's really the issue and, 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 and go from there. And if you do think it's the issue, what you can do to make those improvements versus putting in an extra bathroom or bedroom. You're listening to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Boat. We'll see you in a few. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Boat. Uh, just briefly, I wrote a book uh, this year. It became a number one bestseller called Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House Fast and for a Top Tower in the St. Louis Metro East. And that stemmed from the book, writing the book. The radio station, 1260 Answer, contacted me and said, hey, how about doing a weekly radio program? And this is, uh, this is where we're at. So it's a, it's a cool thing. So I'm happy to do it. It's, it's, it's fun, and it's just another way of being able to get the information out to, to, to people who, uh, again, this is the biggest investment that most people are ever going to have uh, to sell, and you want to make sure you get it right and you get top down and fast sale. And that's what we're dedicated to here to do. So I talked about before is, is what if you don't have, quote-unquote, that extra bedroom or that extra bathroom? Well, first off, you have to decide how important is it okay the reason why i say that is is location 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 are you the only house that only has we'll just use three bedrooms uh that all the other houses have four they have five bedrooms well here's the good news after you hit the three mark it kind of goes four five six seven eight nine whatever okay three bedrooms uh, statistically i think it's 1.7 children that most people have if they have children at all and i don't know what that 0.7 kid looks like but hey i'm sure that you know i'm sure it works out okay but i think you get my point is is that is that you know that's that's a pretty standard thing so if you have three bedrooms 
my first advice would be professional opinion would be is, is don't be worried about trying to get that fourth or fifth one in there. Again, your rate of return, the cost, the time, aggravation at times, whatever, is not going to usually pay for itself to getting that extra bedroom in there. So that's the first thing you have to understand. The other thing is, is where are you going to put it? I mean, the house was built in a certain level of having three bedrooms or having two baths. So it may sound like a good idea, but it could be very difficult. Again, many times people say, well, I'll put it in the basement. Well, again, uh, maybe. Um, but again, if you just have one bedroom, standalone bedroom, it might be more punishment for the child that has to go down there and sleep down there or the person that's asleep down there than, than a benefit. No, I understand that, yes, you can have teenagers that want their independence. I get that. But again, we're always going for the many versus the few. And so what does most people want to have? And they want to have their, their, their bedrooms above level whenever possible. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing if you have a, a bedroom in your basement and you have the windows and you have everything, the closet and everything for access in that. But it isn't such a must. And that's one of the problems that we see. And sometimes we see that from agents, unfortunately, that they put the fear into buyers, excuse me, the seller's minds that if you only have, you know, X amount that you'll never sell it. In most cases, it's going to, again, the location, location, location. It would presume that every home has to have four bedrooms. And even if it does, even if there's a little bit of a price difference, you probably, when you bought the house, that was probably a factor that played into it also. That maybe because it had three bedrooms, you didn't pay quite as much for a four-bedroom, but not very much. Again, we're not talking you know gigantic numbers, because when it's all said and done, is is what is a bathroom worth? I know that our, our next bedroom worth, and that's where the problem comes in. Simply put, is there's these there's these numbers that somebody in New York City or California or whatever, they calculate these numbers and whatever, and they say, they spit out a number saying this is what an extra bathroom is worth or an extra bedroom is worth. Uh, look, just in our market, we just don't see that. We don't see that. So it's better just to use what you have and, and go with that. Again, if you've done the updates, that's going to be a big plus to you. Not to throw it over what you don't have. Again, where are you going to put it? The same thing goes with bathrooms, too. Again, if you have two bathrooms, yeah, it would be great if maybe one of them was, you know, they both had showers in them or they both had ways ways to do that, uh, you know, bathtubs or whatever. But if they're one and a half, it's not the end of the world. Again, the cost factor of getting these things done, I mean, the average bathroom remodel or putting a new bathroom in, I think it's something close to $10,000. Again, you're not going to get that return investment all back anyway, the $10,000. You may get a third of it if you're lucky. It's not counting the time and the money. So what do you do if you really do feel, though, that maybe you're in a, in a tight spot? Maybe you don't. Maybe you literally are the only one that has two bedrooms and one bath. Again, first thing first, you look at where the location is. How much is that going to affect you in the pricing? What did you actually pay for the home when you bought it for two bedrooms and one bath? Those are factors to keep in mind. The other thing that you can do, and sellers have had some great success with, and that is is making that one bathroom, if you have one bathroom, making that sucker pop, okay? So maybe you spend that extra, instead of trying to put $10,000 in a new bathroom, spend 1000 or two and get some ceramic tile down there. Make sure that the mirror is updated and the lighting is updated and the sink 
which you'd be doing anyway, but just really maybe go that extra, uh, uh, spend a couple hundred hours more and really make this thing pop maybe on the vanity and also in the shower. That can have great success. Maybe you only have one bathroom, but we've seen buyers say it may be one bathroom, but boy, it beats the heck out of that last house. We saw that it had two semi-decent bathrooms that were okay, but this one really pops. Again, you also have a situation when you have that, the family you're doing. Again, it's not you're not going to attract four people or six people in a family to a two-bedroom, one-bath home to start with. You're already going to be attracting either first-time home buyers, usually that may be a couple that maybe have one child, maybe they have no children yet. So understanding where you're going after, and that's usually going to work out. You can do the same thing with the kitchen too. So you can do the same thing with the bathroom and kitchen. So again, we've seen sellers. Put a, definitely putting a backsplash on the back behind the cabinets, which is a great idea anyway, even if, even if you have everything going in your favor, the bedrooms and bathrooms. And again, taking that same ceramic tile, maybe putting into the kitchen. Usually the houses are a little bit smaller than two bedrooms and one bathrooms, so the cost really isn't as, as bad as what people think. But again, your end game is to get top dollar and a fast sale, and those things, uh, doing these things do work. As with my book, again, it's 12 proven steps. It's not theory. It's not conjecture. It's not hope and a prayer. These are 12 proven steps. If you follow these plans, you're going to have get top dollar and a fast sale. You listen to Ready, Set, Soul with Brian Vogt, and I will be back with the tip of the week. Welcome back to Race That Sold. Thanks so much for joining us and thanks so much for staying with us. Uh, happy Saturday. Hope everybody has had a uh, great week so far and, and having a great weekend. So the tip of the week, uh, the $5,000 tip of the week to either save a seller or make a seller $5,000. In this situation, it happens a little bit more often than, than, than not. And the situation is, is there was a home seller planning and putting the house in the market. They met with the realtor. They kind of lined out the things they needed to do. They had some painting in the dining room and and uh, in the living room that they wanted to neutralize it. The colors weren't bad, but they understood the personal thing, that it was more of a personal color from them. They needed to neutralize it, so that was a good thing. There was some, dare I say, honeydew things listed to be, to be done, uh, some landscaping items. There wasn't a whole lot of things to do. The painting might have been the most time-consuming, but the other things can take time, too. But like most people, even the best intentions, we just live busy lives. And you have kids, and you're going to soccer practice. It's not the, it's not the games. It's the practices that get you, right? And even though their plan was to get this all knocked down in a weekend, and they thought they could and, and what have you, it stretched out to two weeks, and it got out to three weeks. And then finally, it was over a month before they finally got their house on the market. What happened during that time? I've talked before about the 30 days. Things can change. It don't happen very often. And just so you know, in this situation, it doesn't happen very often. But three other houses came onto the market. One on their street. They had no idea. 
and the other one was on other streets right next to them. So now all of a sudden they're faced with the competition. Now all of a sudden they've got 30 days, and again, the true cost of hitting your house, not selling your house, is, is, is principal and interest, taxes, insurance, utilities. That can easily eat up $1,500, $2,000 before you know it. What happened? At the end of the day, it took about two more months to sell it. They got a decent price, but even they admitted that they probably, if they would have gotten their house on the market sooner, they could have beat out the competition and done much better. And they thought that and when it was all said and done, those extra couple of months, anywhere from between ten dollars and $15,000 is what they didn't get in return on investment. So what's the solution? What's the tip? Get the pros. Bring the pros in. We've had sellers face that same situation. You'd be amazed with painting. They can knock it out in a half a day, maybe maybe even not that long of, of painting a couple of rooms, getting a, a punch list for a handyman, knocking that out, getting a yard service for one time and one time only, knocking that out there, getting your house on the market sooner rather than later, pay the money, if not, People also split the difference. Maybe you want to do the, the yard work, but you can't do the painting. Figure it out. In the long run, you're going to be making usually more money by having it done professionally. It can be done quicker. And getting your house on the market is, in most cases, the name of the game. Because if you have that situation, competition, it can have a very bad effect. With that said, hey, next week, we're going to be back with you again. And we're going to be talking about having your house pre-inspected and the importance of that. Until next week, make it a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.